Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You will say that. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And we may just move on to a call if you don't approve of this breaking news that I'm surprising you with. Oh, no. I'm wondering whether Uh or not we're watching Henry Cavill devolve back into a who. Stop. That's offensive to me. Right before our eyes were watching him downgrade. Listen, I'm... I'm in the cavalry, and I'm. De- I've <laughs> the cavalry. I I enlisted. You enlisted into the cavalry. Yes, and mm-hmm. I am. We are. Oh my God! It's a collective. We are devastated at what mm-hmm. has been done to our main man, Henry. What is he had? What he was fucked. Do you want to explain it? It kind of just happened. So Henry Cavill was the star of a Netflix show. He was Superman first. In the DC universe. Well, first he dated Kaylee Cuoco. Then he broke up Wait. with her. Then he became Superman. <laughs> then he gets the job. I'm telling you, that's, that's his origin story. He dated Kaylee Cuoco. Okay. He became Superman. He bro- then they broke he up. He became Superman. The star of then. The Witcher on Netflix, which turned into somehow, I guess not somehow, it's based on popular IP, a really successful, well-liked also Netflix show. In which he played, like, an iconic character. He was the Witcher. And he was pretty good in it. And he also, in the midst of all of this, was in had an amazing run in Mission Impossible. Was You know, he built himself a PC computer in real life. He's doing the work. For as, for as much as a man who is pretty uh, personality-less can do, he's doing it. Okay? And I'm a member of the Calvary. And I'm telling you, this man is doing everything he can. Okay? Yes. He's famously, as Angela Bassett called him in Mission Impossible Fallout. You use a scalpel. I prefer a hammer. <laughs> oh my God. When he wound up that, when he fucking, what did he do? He, he charged he up his biceps. his own biceps. <laughs> yeah, he reloaded his biceps. Here's what we have. Yeah. Okay. He announces his surprise leave from The Witcher like a month ago. Weeks he ago. He was like, I'm leaving. And it was clear that he was prioritizing Superman. Yes, it was clear. But very silly because The Witcher is so popular. Clearly somebody maybe made an... I thought he got an ultimatum. I thought he got some... Like, I thought something happened. There were two somethings that happened. Something happened, and then they took that something back, according to Henry Cavill. The implication was that he left Witcher to prioritize Superman, as DC sort of, like, figures out what they want to do. God, this isn't the town. And they're like, okay, Liam Hemsworth is the new Witcher. And he's like, I'm passing the baton to Liam Hemsworth. He's going to be an iconic Witcher. Meanwhile, catch me in the DC universe. I'm going to be Superman for good. Then yesterday, he posts on Instagram a notes app post, dark mode notes app post, which makes it a little sadder, brooding. Dark mode. Yeah, he said, I'm going dark. I've just had a meeting with James Gunn and Peter Safran, and it's sad news. They're DC guys. I don't need to get into it. I will, after all, not be returning a Superman. After what? being told by the, the studio to announce my fuck. return back in October prior to their hire, this news isn't the easiest. But that's life. The changing of the guard is something that happens. I respect that. James and Peter have a universe to build. I wish them and all involved with the new universe Lies. the best of luck and the Liars. happiest of fortunes. For those Lies. who have been by my side through the years, he's talking about the cavalry. cavalry. We can mourn for a bit. But then we must remember, this is amazing. Oh, Superman is still around. Just like I don't love, care about actually, Superman. is all around. Superman, actually, everything he stands for still exists. First of all, he's fake. And the examples yeah, he sets for us, again, Superman. he's fake, are still there. My turn to wear the cape has he's passed, fake. but what Superman stands for never will. Again, he's fake. It's been a fun ride with you all. Onwards and upwards. He's mad. He's a who now. It's also so crazy to cut it off. Because I think they probably said, Henry 
we've decided we because this then came out that they are going younger because they want to mm-hmm. do a prequel or whatever like super, which by the way smallville we've seen it it's done already mm-hmm. it's boring i don't care i don't want to <laughs> see it i've already seen it teen I don't superman care. is like my nightmare my nightmare like, I, I know and also superman is like somehow like one of the dullest characters we have like in our legacy you know what i mean like yeah. super mario is more interesting than him you know like i'd rather get a betty boop like i just feel like we are scraping the bottom of the barrel it's so he's so boring Superman's a loser who happens to be... It's like, what if God were a loser? You know, like, that's what Superman is. It's like, yeah, what if an alien was boring? Okay. It's like, oh my God, an alien's here and he's so boring. It's like, that is my worst nightmare and that's Superman. So So I just feel like they came to him and they said, we're switching it up. I wonder if they said to him, like... We still want you to be the older Superman. Like we, like you still will be able to do things, crossovers, whatever, whatever. But I think he was like, "Fuck you!" I literally like quit The Witcher, like I, I for this next project, and you're going to like essentially say that I'm not involved in the next project and just say like I'm on standby. Like fuck that, because I, you know what I mean? Because this mm-hmm. feels very final for something that almost feels like when they announce that it's younger, that doesn't mean Mm. that they don't want Henry Cavill anymore. That almost means that they just can't use him for this next iteration, but could use him for, because they do so many crossovers. Like Superman appears in so many other movies. Yeah. I am so confused as to what happened here because this feels like, honestly, also the fault of a lot of representatives miscommunicating and they should all be fired. (laughs) Yeah. I'm as kidding. A, Don't fire as anyone. As a spokesperson like, of the cavalry, they should all be fired. I just feel like who told Henry Cavill to announce that he was going to be Superman again in October before the final creative decision was made to write a fully different movie? Yeah, and James Gunn, the DC guy, was like, just had a great meeting with Henry and we're big fans yeah. and we talked about a number of exciting possibilities to work together in the future. And it's like, what's he going to do? Voiceover work? It, it's very unclear. He needs to charge his bicep. Like, I don't know what else he's going to do. He needs to charge his bicep. Whoever sent this to our thread first sent it. They captured it. Well, we got it like, lots of places. Oh, he's mad. Like, they lied to him. And I thought people were sort of like making inferences. But no, no he says he was told to announce the return and then he they was took told. it back. He was told he by AppleCare that he would be Superman, and they said, never mind. AppleCare? <laughs> I was told by AppleCare. I was told by AppleCare that I was going to be Superman. <laughs> exactly. Well, I just feel like before you go to Netflix and essentially quit this, like, huge property that is making you a lot of money, The Witcher, which you're actually quite good at. He is good at The Witcher, another iconically boring character. Yeah, and, like, I don't even want to speak for how much money he was making on The Witcher, but, like, that had a very obvious... It had an obvious cultural impact. More people, people cared it. about Henry Cavill as the Witcher yes. than they'd ever cared yes. about Henry Cavill before. And that was cool. He was this generic hooey hunk who suddenly had this character that was unique to him. And in terms of superheroes, the Witcher has so much more of a future, weirdly somehow to me, than Superman. Even though I get that it's Superman, but the nature of the of DC and Marvel is we're rebooting this, we're going back mm-hmm. to the beginning there, we're we're cutting this. Superman is now a woman. Superman is now a dog. Superman, you know, like like I don't know. Superman was a dog, wasn't he? <laughs> he was just a dog. But I'm just saying the Superman thing is so much more fluid and so much more needing to take a risk to do something the witcher was like a grounded property Mm -hmm. that was finding success in its like netflix series iteration with henry cavill and his like beautiful long silver locks as daryl gerald gerald what's his name gerald okay i'm sorry i thought it was gerald (laughs) gerald (laughs) i called him jerry (laughs) it's geralt geralt i thought it was geralt I mean, I never played it. You played it. It's such a good game. Oh, my God. I can't believe we never played The Witcher. I already told you The Witcher is good. Well, guess what? I waited for good reason. I just downloaded the PS5 remaster that I'm going to start later on this oh weekend. Oh, my God. The PS5 remaster. I didn't know. Because I started playing the new God of War, and I kind of hate it. But this isn't a video game podcast. Okay. Well, you will love The Witcher. He does so many favors, and sometimes he gets late. Isn't he, like, isn't he always, like, taking a bath? I love that he's, like, constantly taking a bath. Self-care king. Well, he's literally, like, always, like, running around doing favors and doing witchcraft. And then somebody's, like, what <laughs> fuck? And he's, like, always. Yeah, duh. Love to do that. Is he bi or pan? Or is it always women? It's women, yeah. That's disappointing. Fine. Maybe there is, but I didn't find that scene. <laughs> the secret man you can fuck is Geralt. So my <laughs> poorly formed theory that I'm making up as I go along for the sake of making this podcast interesting is that... No, this is interesting. Is that Henry Cavill... Is in this unique space, which I would argue is, if not hooey, who adjacent, because 
at this point, he's a plug-and-play IP hunk. Yeah. Right? They throw him in anything. He's Sherlock Holmes. He's Witcher. He's Superman. He's going to be in this Highlander reboot, apparently. He was the man from Uncle. He's a plug-and-play hunk. And also, as a celebrity, it's like... He built a PC. He's like dating that random woman that no one knows. Like the mm-hmm. scientist. Or Can something? you guess? Can you remember her name? Like Vanessa or Veronica or or V it starts with a V maybe? Mm, that's her the last key? name. It's Natalie Viscuso. Oh, I know I have but no idea. Close. I just know they made a they made a red carpet debut for at uh, they, they were on the Avatar red carpet. He was wearing a t- uh, turtleneck, I think. Mm-hmm. There is something underdoggy about him that I love because I think he's kind of campy. Don't ask. I just think he's like kind of campy. He kind of reminds me of like, um, what are those like that iconic artist, gay artist that drew those like um, gay ca- Tom of Finland. He just he's giving Tom of Finland always to me, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, like there is something just very like hunk, like Chippendale's hunk about him that I love that I think Mission Impossible really tied into that I thought was a great. And I hope he can do some more of that funny, dumb hunk stuff. Like um, who's that wrestler? John Cena does a really good job with this. I, I think like that's a good realm for him. But I also mm-hmm. and I also think Superman kind of brought him down because every time you do Superman, you become generic personalityless hunk. Yeah, that's true. Do you agree? I totally agree. Okay, so maybe this is, like, good, but also I think he got fucked royally. I feel bad for him. Yeah. Could talk about that for ages. As two, like, card-carrying members of the cavalry, you know, I feel bad for him. <laughs> we'll continue to carry the, you know, My favorite carry. American accent in Mission Impossible Fallout. He talks <laughs> like this. <laughs> Which is funny, because it sounds like a video game. <laughs> <laughs> Listen up, Ethan. I'm gonna get ya. <laughs> I have to put a clip of Henry Cavill in Mission Impossible Fallout talking like this. It's so funny. I know you don't want me on this detail, but let's face it. If you'd made the hard choice from Berlin, I wouldn't be here. Okay, but he also built his own PC. Yeah. Okay. I will still argue building a PC is not that hard, but, you know. (laughs) Wait, have you built a PC? I've supervised, as Diane Keaton says in First Wives Club. I supervise. Okay, I didn't know that about you. I didn't know that you did that. I washed his shorts, I ironed them, and I starched them. Oh, you did? did? Yeah, well, I mean, I supervised. Oh. Let's play Take calls because this is... A call, please. <laughs> I know that the past 13 minutes may have confused minutes. you. But this is who's who's there, our weekly call-in show, where we take your questions, comments, and concerns. Oh, you think somebody's confused? You think after (laughs) 700 episodes of this, somebody said, hey, I'm really just confused why they talked about Henry Cavill for 13 minutes in the top of the episode, but I'll just keep listening. Mm -hmm. I'm confused, but I'll I'll, I'll soldier on. Mm -hmm. Hey, if you want to join the cavalry, plenty of space. (laughs) We're actually not not really doing... We need need (laughs) officers. No one's volunteering. Yeah, we may have to do a draft. (laughs) (laughs) We may have to do a mandatory draft. Yeah. Oh, my God. Joining the cavalry is, mandatory. like, is really intense. Yeah. No, it is intense. This it is the first of act of, like, work. a Netflix special about, like, a really horrifying cult that started as a Henry Cavill fan club. Oh, my God. Hi, Who Weekly. Um, just calling as a representative of Rolligan, the Australian chapter of the Who Weekly Facebook community. Um, we absolutely love Melissa Leon. We collectively, I believe, I'm, I'm speaking for all of us, stand her. She is a fashion icon. She is just so much more competent as, of a host than the other two idiots that she hosts with. And I just want to commend you for your standing. You, your instincts were correct. And that's all. Uh, crunch, crunch. I love when her instincts are correct. She's literally a national treasure. Our joke about how the Australians love Bindi Irwin and the Irwin family. Everyone's like, mm-hmm. no, nor Lindsay, nor, nor Lindsay Bobby, nor like we hate them. Like finally, we've actually hit on somebody that they genuinely love and stand. Mm-hmm. Melissa Leon. Thank God we didn't slam her. We said. The people love her. She's being unfairly targeted. We know. I love being right. We're wrong plenty of times, but it's nice to be Ugh. right. Sometimes. Rarely. It's nice to be right. Rarely. Next call. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, and Timmy. 
long time, second time. Listen, I loved all of those Laura Ingalls Wilder books when I was a kid, and I am Gen X, so I grew up watching the show, too. But when my daughter was old enough, I started reading those books to her, and I have to tell you that Ma is really straight-up racist, like scary racist. And also, um, scholars now think that Laura Ingalls Wilder's daughter, Rose Wilder, shaped a lot of the books, too. As it turns out, she was a leading libertarian politician at the time, and she started some free market economy school in Colorado. Apparently, the Koch brothers went to school there. So just wanted to let you know that it might be good for Dunky to take the lead. Okay, crunch, crunch, bye. (laughs) What? The number of calls we got being like, Dunky should win. (laughs) Laura Ingalls Wilder's a problem. Dunky! Dunky's a winner. Okay, so we have an update. The poll has closed. Just so you know, Laura fucking lost. Dunky won. Dunky won this bracket. Fuck yeah. 58% to 41%. Hell yeah. Dunky. Dunky's the winner. Eat Take shit, it, Laura. Eat Who cares shit, about Laura. the prairie? Okay. Eat shit, Laura. Okay. okay. Mary said that once in an episode of Little House on the Prairie. She said, eat shit, Laura. No, I'm kidding. Um. Okay, next call. <laughs> she may have. Okay, so, oh, hi. Um, long time. No, I can't say that. Um, okay, hi. So, I... I'm listening to the episode where you're ranking the Joes, and I have a roommate from the Netherlands this semester, and he literally last night was like, this song is all the rave in the Netherlands and, like, Europe abroad, or at least it used to be, and it was fucking Cotton Eye Joe, and apparently, I don't actually remember if this is true or not, um, but, like, it's a Dutch group that recorded that song, and so I think Cotton Eye Joe might be the themiest. Munch, munch, crunch, crunch. Women don't belong in balloons. Wee. Okay, so he's saying, according to his Dutch roommate. <laughs> according which, to my Dutch okay. roommate this semester. <laughs> That's very, like, in quotes. It's like, okay, your Dutch roommate this semester says that Kanai Joe should be higher on the list because it's all the rage. Or was all the rage. Okay, in the 90s, it was all the rage in Europe. And the band is not from the Netherlands. They're Swedish. Rednecks. Okay. We know this version. We know this version. Okay. I think we've talked about this version, actually. Where'd you come from? Where'd you go? I don't know. You know, like, okay. <laughs> That's what we were saying to Cotton Eye Joe. Okay. Maybe we should have put Cotton Eye Joe a little higher. But no, actually, you know what? No. I don't take back our ranking. You don't. But it's worth remembering that this song was a smash. Not just in Europe. No, it was a smash here. Yeah, it was a smash here. If anything, it's a little da- it's a little 90s, but you still mm-hmm. hear it at every fucking wet- wedding, bar mitzvah, talent show. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You'd be really funny. I've never heard it sung in karaoke, but that'll be a real gag. You would see would like kill. smoke start coming up from the floor. Like that's just too much. That's too you'd, you'd like catch fire if you did Cotton Eye Joe. It'd be so funny immediately, and then you'd have to sit through the entire <laughs> thing. It'd be so funny. Come on. Did you? God, not that After Sun is by any means a comedy, but you saw After Sun, right? I sure did. I loved it. It captured this like really great specific karaoke moment at the end of her performance of um, yeah. Losing My Religion. And it, the camera lingers on her because the worst part of karaoke is when you have to stand there for the outro. <laughs> yes. You're just sort of like, okay. Yes. Okay. You're like, it's okay. over. I'm done. Okay. Or okay. if the chorus repeats like one or two extra times that it's supposed yeah. to really. Like you, yeah. nobody wants to sing a chorus like four times at the end, but sometimes you have to. Nothing sort of fucks with your perception of time than like singing a song you love at karaoke and realizing that it's quite repetitive. Yeah. And you're like, I can never sing this again. You're like, Mm -hmm. this is done for me. Yeah. No, I used to call that the come on ride the train problem, which is like, (laughs) you'd think a really great song to sing karaoke, but do you know how many times that chorus repeats? Seven, eight, nine, ten, feels like a million. Quad City DJs, right? Here we go. Let's see how many times this repeats. Come on, ride the train. And ride, and ride it. it. Come, It's a choo-choo train. And then you have the great verse. If you feel like dancing, come on, it's up to you, etc. You're like, okay, this is really good. Then the choruses kick in and you're like, oh no. And then it's like 12 choruses. Let's see. Let's count the choruses on Genius. Oh my God. 
Yeah. No, there's a lot. Thank you. Come on, ride the train I'm... and ride it. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. And then you. we go. And then we go to. It's come a on, choo-choo. it's a choo choo. It's come a on, it's a choo choo train. It's come a on, it's a choo choo. And then it's <laughs> ride that choo 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 train. Four, five, six, yeah. seven, eight, sixteen times. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm telling you, it's like it's the worst okay, version the come on, ride of that, that train problem. It's really the worst version of what you're describing that I've ever seen in real life. Is the mm-hmm. is come on, ride the train by the Quad City mm-hmm. DJ, D, by the Quad City DJs. I can't do. Genius is just like the biggest tech scam in the world was idiots, aka Allison Williams' ex husband, convincing the world that we needed annotations like a highlight over woo woo x4 with the annotation from Genius. This festive chanting elicits an image of a choo choo train. <laughs> Incredible. I wouldn't have known otherwise. Get out of the car and shoot me in the head. Okay, we, we right. have to move on. Let's move on to questions. Weird questions this week, but kind of fun. Kate Hudson, actress, Fabletics co-founder, and now is releasing a debut album in 2023. I'm not even trying to be shady, but like, <laughs> can she sing? I've never heard her sing a note. Um, thanks. Crunch Punch. She can sing. She can sing. Kate Hudson can sing. The question was, can Kate Hudson sing? I mean... Can she sing? Sure. She can sing. The question is, should she sing? I'm trying to shoehorn a a celebrity, sort of like broader celebrity, nebulous conversation about who and them-dum. Kate Hudson has been in a very interesting position since she got really famous because of Almost Famous and How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. We've talked about the fact that like she almost certainly is a them. She is. A a nepotism queen. Very huge nepotism queen. And the fact that even, the fact that Goldie Hawn is... Yeah, is she sounds the, like her mom. She looks like her mom. She talks about her mom all the time. They're right, always together. Right. Like it's it's. She's never once hid her nepotism. So we have that going for it. Her dad, who's not her biological dad, but also her, but her stepdad is also very famous. You mm-hmm. know, like uh, yeah, she's got siblings that are. She married counting. She's got the Counting Crows guy. She ma- Counting Crows, not Counting Crows. The other crow, Black Crows. Yes, celebrities love her. She has clothing line. Yeah, she's very a listy. Come on. She's very A-listy, but here she is trying to say, you know what? I'm going to Rita Wilson, in a sense. Oh, God. And Rita Wilson's in her comments being like, woo-woo. <laughs> you notice that? Every time. As the choo-choo said in Come on, Ride the Train, woo-woo, X4. Can Kate Hudson sing? Yes. Should Kate Hudson sing? I don't know. I mean, if she wants to, but it does feel like she's not as good of a singer as she is a performer. And I guess to me, that's always kind of the... But did that stop Jennifer Lopez? No, it didn't. But Jennifer... Yeah, no fair. But Jennifer Lopez... There's something about, like, the... The quality of song and the and the timing of Jennifer Lopez's music career alongside acting career that mm-hmm. works. Kate is one of those, it's giving Bruce Willis when he released an album, it's giving mm-hmm. kind of actors who sing. Scarlett Johansson's cover albums. Scarlett Johansson's album is so I good. I love it. I know, stop saying You say it every single time I bring it up. Shut the fuck up, everyone. It's so good. Who is the gay guy we always talk about? Who's the gay, who's the gay guy we always talk about? The bizarro yeah. English hunk who always plays straight and everyone's gagged when they find out that Luke. he's gay. Luke, Luke Evans. It's very Luke Evans. But here's the thing. I almost think, and maybe this is a little bit heady, Kate Hudson is too famous as an actress for me to take her seriously as a singer now. Like, if for her to just be like, I know you only know me as a very, very famous actress, but actually I also want to sing. I'm like, no. I'm like, I don't need it. You know? Right. She's She is definitely more famous than Luke Evans. And she's in the middle of maybe her most high-profile and most widely acclaimed acting gig in over a decade with Glass, Glass Onion. Onion, which I haven't seen, but everyone's talking about it. This is rude, but we already have a Kate Hudson who sings. We do. We have Katherine Hudson. We have Katy Perry. <laughs> Thank you. I was, I was seeing if you would pick God, up. You're yeah, right. we already we already have a legally born Katherine Hudson, aka Katy Perry, who already is doing the singing. Well, we'll see what happens with Kate Hudson when she releases her album that she worked on with none other than she told this to 
Who? Rachel Ray. Linda Who? Perry. Miss Big Hat herself. Oh, the big hat. They flew in the big hat. Is they Linda flew in Perry the big guns doing the, big the hat. Diane? Is Linda Perry Diane Warrening though? Like, are we are the are these later? Like, are, are we still cranking out songs that sound like anything good from Linda oh, Perry? Know. Okay, I don't know. So Kate Hudson revi- uh, said, "I'm not into being a pop star. Don't worry, you won't be." You're yeah. an actor. You know what I mean? Like, I, don't worry. You won't have that problem. I think this is a step above a vanity project. It's a step above a vanity project. I agree. When you're famous, you can do anything. You can release music even if you can't sing. Somebody will release your album. And I'm not saying Kate Hudson can't sing. She can. If anything, I weirdly find this because of the position she's in. Like, it It seems like... Charming. Who, it seems like hooey behavior. I'm going to use a word that is really irritating. I find yeah. this strangely, and a person like this, Uh-oh. I shouldn't do. Uh-oh. I find this strangely brave of her. Yeah, sure. Brave is an overused word in celebrity sure, discourse sure, sure, because sure. is there actual sure. bravery there? No, I get it. But I think that for her career, which has always been so, she's been in such a unique, strange position, but she's also always seemed very happy with where she is in her career. She's never once seemed resentful. It still seems brave to say, hey, at this moment when I'm being sort of rediscovered and given this big opportunity to co-lead a movie, which it sort of seems like, again, I haven't seen it yet, she and Janelle Monae are sort of the big breakout stars of this movie, not breakout, the most notable performances in this movie. I'm going to seriously release an album and I'm going to tease it for a year, which she has been doing for like over half a year at least. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to work with real producers and I'm going to release an an album in 2023. I'm going to make that as big a part of my narrative around this movie as the movie. I think that's sure. like really interesting. It's a very hooey thing to do, but she's doing it as a them. It's brave in that there's no reason for her to do it. Yeah. It takes a leap of faith. It takes. A, it's gonna get her a lot of criticism that she could have just avoided. Yeah, it's it's the criticism. Doing something you actually really are passionate about and want to do. Otherwise, there's literally no point to do this. She does not need to do this. Like she already is fine. There is something earnest about. When actors say, like, I really wanted to do this, there's some it, re- releasing an album. I earnestly believe that you really uh-huh. wanted to do that because otherwise I don't think you would have. Yeah. Versus do some sort of small movie project versus do something else. Like there there could have been other motivations to those things. But to this. This has to be your own heart and soul. <laughs> Wait, was... But like <laughs> what? Oh, I didn't realize Don was as a person. Who's Don was? Okay, so Kate Hudson posted on Instagram, music on the way. Okay, music on the way. People acted like when she revealed this to Jimmy Fallon, she'd never talked about it before. She's been talking about this for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. weeks, months and months and months and months and months. Yes. And, okay, and Rita Wilson commented, Don was? And I was like, what? (laughs) Who's Don was? Don was. Don was. Don was. Is Don was a person? It's he is a music producer, but the fo- uh, but the person in the corner of the video who was sort of like Don bobbing was. their head, the producer in the studio next to is Kate Don Hudson's was. little foot, is actually is Linda Perry. Oh. Is Linda Perry? But Rita oh, Wilson thought. Oh my god! I see the hat! I see the hat! But they have sort of like similar curly hair. So Rita Wilson, music icon as she is, Don was. thought it was Don was, who was another famous mu- movie music Wait, producer so who, who famously wears a hat. <laughs> Don was. Don was. His name is Don Faganson, but he goes by Don Was. Was this you or did Timmy say she's literally going viral on TikTok right now for a singing? That's Timmy. Going, That's Timmy. Going viral on TikTok for is a sound. There's thousands of sounds in contention. I didn't even know this one was a thing, but apparently it's she's going, going viral. viral. She's going viral. Oh, it's the You're So Vain mm-hmm. clip from, from, from How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Which is funny because in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, I think she's purposefully singing kind of bad. Yeah, yeah. God, I hate that movie. Um, but she do is also you? You she do? Is, I hate that movie. I love Kate Hudson oh, as I much as I hate movie. that movie. I love that movie. I feel sorry, gaslit when people tell me how good that movie is. I feel gaslit. Oh, it's literally good. What are you talking? I don't like. I'm serious. I'm not trying to gaslight you. It's good. She's also a singer in Nine, 
famously, but that movie was a bit of a flop. So, And she also contributed to the music soundtrack, a.k.a. the flop movie oh. by Sia. And then she had to like basically be like, um, I'm just in it. <laughs> Leave me alone. It started an important dialogue. Can I go? <laughs> yeah, Can I leave? I gotta go. I'm leaving. I know I did do a lot for this movie, but I'm what? also leaving mom? now. Bye. Did you call me? Sorry, it's my mom. Bye, Jimmy. It's my mom, Goldie Hawn. <laughs> See ya. Bye. <laughs> okay, let's move on because she really is a them. She is. You know, I've tried lots of things to get me to go to sleep in the past, you know, few years. Just a little bit of just a little bit of a push. You've got your melatonin, you got your various things, but I've found that of all the things, a little bit of C B D, a little bit of C B distillery, that's getting me goes a long that's way. getting me conked right out <laughs> and and sleeping through the night. It really is. I love C B distillery. They have not all their products are for sleep. Some That's are for true. relaxation. But like, I love the sleep ones. They say, shh. Those gummies they sent us, I was in a chill vibe all day when I took two of those. They're good ass <laughs> gummies. They're good ass gummies. No, you were. You were like, you were like, I took CBD earlier today and I feel chill. I'm like not operating heavy machinery on those things. You know what I mean? I'm in a good place. Heavy machinery? <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> you said heavy machinery, which is good. I like that. I know what you meant. <laughs> CB Distillery's targeted formulations are made from the highest quality, clean ingredients. They all caps the clean, which means you know it's clean. No fluff, no fillers, just effective CBD solutions designed to help support your health. In two non-clinical surveys, 81% of customers experienced more calm, 80% said CBD helped with pain after physical activity, and an impressive 90% said they slept better with CBD. And I'm among those 90%. So if you struggle with a health concern and haven't found relief, make the change like we did to CB Distillery. And with over two million customers and a solid 100% money back guarantee CB Distillery is the source to trust. Hooligans have a 20% discount to get you started. Visit cbdistillery.com and use code WHO, W-H-O, for 20% off. That's cbdistillery.com code WHO cbdistillery.com I love my Helix mattress. I love my Helix pillow. What else is there to say about Helix? I freaking love it. (laughs) What when I sleep to, on other beds, what is there I else get to mad. say is that I come back to my bed and I'm like, this is the bed. This is the bed. And it's honestly spoiled me for other beds. And I don't like traveling sometimes because I'm like, this is not my bed. Where's my bed? I want I've my made bed. It, I've made it's it's my special bed. It's my special mattress because it is a mattress that is made for my body. Mm-hmm. I took the Helix quiz. It told me which Helix mattress to get. And that's the one I got. And that's the one that I love. And that's yes. the one that I will not stop mm-hmm. using because it's the best mattress I've ever slept on. Mm-hmm. The mattress is so good that when we got it, my cat Winston became obsessed with it. And now he's on it all the time. And I'm no like, way. you have to move because no I way. need to sleep on the bed. It's my bed. It's not your bed. Wow. He's obsessed with it. It's wow. irritating, actually. Wow. He likes okay. the Helix Rude. so much so rude everybody is unique and i mean everybody two words because everyone sleeps differently their bodies are different and that's why helix has several different mattress models to choose from each designed for specific seat positions and feel preferences i'm a side sleeper slash stomach sleeper some people are back sleepers some people are exclusively side sleepers there's a helix mattress for all of you not only is the helix the best mattress i've ever slept on the setup was fast and easy their mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door you just open it up and it like kind of like blows back up after it comes out of the plastic and you put it on your bed and it's amazing plus helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model and if you don't want to take our word for it helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by gq and wired magazine it's even recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep helix is offering up to 30 percent off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners Go to helixsleep.com slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Hey, Weekly. I am sitting in my car at a Dunkin' Donuts parking lot uh, where waiting for a tow truck because my car won't start, and I am catching up on the pod, and I decided to pause it to give you guys a call to let you know about a possible gay right that you might want to talk about. Uh, former Major League Baseball pitcher TJ House came out this week. He wrote a really sweet Facebook post and announced his engagement to uh, his longtime boyfriend. Um, He's not a super famous baseball player, but it was a sweet message, and I thought you might want to talk about it. Crunch, crunch. Coming out story, a baseball pitcher... A uh-huh. baseball pitcher named TJ House. Who's Just not everything even about in that's the so funny. League again. Not anymore. He played for the Cleveland Indians and the Toronto okay. Blue Jays. He's he's younger than we are, but it, he he played in like 2014 through 2017 in the majors. 
Then he moved to the minors. Then during the pandemic, I think the whole industry obviously like sort of was upended. So he left the minors and now he's a real estate agent, which is just like the most beautiful narrative. His name is TJ House, as in TJ selling me a house. Exactly. TJ, do you want to buy this house? Everything about it is perfect. It's the perfect name and face for a real estate agent billboard. All right. So he's gay. So he's gay. And he's gay. And he's not even blind. He's gay. He came out in an Instagram post or a Facebook post that's really long. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I can just give you the thing. So it's like uh, it was hard for me to come out. Do you know that he's only the third Major League Baseball player to come out publicly? Yes. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's crazy. Because I'm kind of I'm kind of responding to this like it's like old hat. It's old ball. It's old glove. But truly, even though this is a person who is not even playing anymore, coming out as gay, you're still only the third MLB player to come out as gay. Think about that. Think about how many MLB players are gay who've gone. Mm -hmm. Like, there's so many people who've played Major League Baseball, and you're telling me only three are gay? I don't think so, honey. To use a popular phrase, I don't think so, honey, you know? Yeah. The Dodgers have had two gay players get Glenn Burke and Billy Bean. Okay. So we have two of them, and now it's him. Yeah. There's all this writing you can read about, like, why specifically Major League Baseball is this toxic place. Yeah, I bet. As a sport, you kind of picture it as a little tamer, easier, a little more relaxed than, let's say, something as, like, violent as football. But Mm -hmm. according to people who know, AK sports people, the baseball universe is a harder place to come out than, let's say, football. Which Uh I'm believing because the people who know better are saying this. Anyway, so he comes out. Again, he doesn't play anymore. He comes out. It's a big deal. The White House is like, you got to come here. You got to come over. Please come over. So he goes to the White House. (laughs) For the Respect for Marriage Act signing. I'm sorry. The White House is please. <laughs> the White House is desperately call. You have to come over. Get over here. Oh, yeah. The White House was like, we need as many people as possible to this thing. Brandon's on the phone begging him to Brandon. get there. Get over here. Brandon needs them there. It's sort of like Kate Hudson's music career. He never came out publicly. But in September, he posted a photo with his boyfriend. And I guess maybe yeah. at the time, fiance. And was like... <laughs> Happy eight turns around the sun at this guy, which I think at the time people sort of understood was... Is he eight years old? <laughs> no. Yeah. Must have been an anniversary, but he they finally did it. He also Dumbledore, the iconic gay elder Dumbledore. I mean, no, he's a he's a Harry Potter and adult, anyone which is... Who's, anyone who's anyone knows that Dumbledore is gay. Mm-hmm. He's now, a Harry Potter adult. Truly anyone can be gay. You can be a Harry Potter adult. You can be an MLB player. It's true. You can do You can do anything and be anything. It's true. Well, I just want to look at his Instagram. It's like, I'm out. I'm in New Orleans with my boyfriend. I'm engaged. This is so exciting. And then the fourth most recent photo is a photo of an interior with gray floors. And it says, happy to bring this beautiful home to market today. Interested yes. in showing? Don't yes. let this dream home walk away. Yes. And then it's his phone yes. number. So it's great. Yes. Good for him. TJ House. TJ, sell you a house. Yeah. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. Long time, long time. You really are the wind beneath my wings right now. Um, Sarah Paulson and Amanda Pete adopted dogs together. Didn't even know they were friends. Um, Amanda Pete, who? Or is she of them? And um, their friendship is a who, is it? I don't know. They're dogs. The names are wild. You've got to look up the names. George is Sarah Paulson's. And Amanda Peets is Maven or Mavon or something. But you don't have to look them up because I just told you. Okay, so Amanda Pete, who are them? And their friendship, who are them? And I think that's all. Okay. Um, wow, twice a week. Bye. I think the reason this person is calling is because we did tweet this story and it was written about by a lot of people including e news who tweeted because we tweeted this tweet sarah paulson and bestie amanda pete introduced their new rescue dogs and <laughs> some horrible reply guy who's probably quite toxic responded to e news and said trying to figure out who cares which really tickled me i found myself wondering were we supposed to know i think i texted you about this were we supposed to know that sarah paulson and amanda pete were best friends and the caller had the same question and after doing just the tiniest amount of research literally one google I realized we were definitely supposed to fucking know that Amanda we Pete and Sarah Paulson are best friends. We they've been talking know. about this for years. Literally, over five years. They, they've been trying to tell us they're best friends for years. And we weren't listening. We weren't listening, but they're best friends. There's a million photos of them together. They talk about each other all the time. They're referred to as best friends everywhere. 
they adopted dogs at the same time. They're, they've interviewed each other in In Style or whatever. They met on the set of Jack and Jill, an iconic TV show lost to time. Mm-hmm. Sarah Paulson has been, and I feel, in a lot of things that were lost to time. You know. Well, that's her whole story, isn't it? It's just, it's, it's to a lot of people, her career started at a certain year, like five years ago, when in fact she's been work, she's been working in the industry longer than most. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sarah I Paulson mean. didn't become Sarah Paulson when like that song about her was sung at that award show. You know, but it kind of feels like people mm-hmm. think she did. You don't become Sarah Paulson overnight. You know, it takes decades. It takes decades of being friends with Amanda Peet, mm-hmm. who I love. As you know, I'm a I'm a Peet. Pete. <laughs> You're a Pete Moss. Pete. I'm Pete Moss. You're we Pete Moss. We talked about this before that I We like have talked about Pete. this. You love Amanda yeah. Pete. I love this headline from the Daily Mail in 2017. Yeah. Quote, she's like my wife. Amanda Pete describes relationship with BFF Sarah Paulson as, quote, intense and visceral after all caps that Golden that. Globes red carpet kiss. I even forgot that they had all caps that Golden Globes red carpet kiss. Well, people can't deal because they know Sarah Paulson is gay. Mm-hmm. It's like their brains break. Amanda Pete's non-sexual friend oh maybe they are sexual friends but publicly non-sexual friends <laughs> with a lesbian what and i think that's sort of what's happening here sure they seem like they have really good senses of humor so i think that they know yeah, that the media funny. is obsessed with the fact that there's I this think... lesbian who's kissing a as far as we can tell straight woman on the lips i think also there's something about them being the exact same type of famous until recently sarah paulson mm-hmm. i think kind of had, she overtook her. has had this moment but for a very, very long time, I think they were it, literally neck and neck in terms of like the types of shit that they were doing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the types of things that they were being cast for. Not in terms of being cast for the same roles, but just like in the same realm of like, what is my possibility of what I'm doing in the industry? What kind mm-hmm. of stuff am I going for? Yes. What kind of movies am I going for? Not the roles specifically in the movies. I get it. I didn't, I didn't know. And I feel stupid for not knowing, but yes, you were supposed to know, caller. You were supposed to know. We were all you supposed, were supposed to, know. to know. So, no, honestly, no. Here's a question that I don't know that we have as definitive an answer to. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, and Timmy. Why is Lily Collins so obsessed with Denmark? This summer, it felt like she was in Denmark constantly, posting picture after picture, not just Copenhagen, but all different parts of the country. And now, Over the Thanksgiving weekend, she went to Solvang in California to experience more Danish culture. She drank, look, ate Elbeskira. I get it, they're delicious. But why? Please help me out. Bob.gov. I love this call because... (laughs) Bob.gov. I love this call because clearly it's like... It's it's Emily in Paris season. Like mm-hmm. we're about to be inundated with Lily Collins. Emily so, in Paris. Mm-hmm. So we are. I just say brace yourselves. I would say brace yourselves. You think TV? You think the era of TV is dead? Well, Emily in Paris season three, two, three, mm-hmm. two, two. Three's three? coming. I, I think. don't care. I think three's coming. Is about to hit you in the face with a Chanel purse or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm not. Now I'm like writing copy for it. Lily Collins is obsessed with Denmark, AK has been there a lot, has posted a lot, because very simply, her and her husband, this guy named Charlie McDowell, who is, who is nepotism, he's the son of Malcolm McDowell. Of Remember course. Remember we talked about them. Yes. They we look have. exactly the same. They're the they're literal twins. And I think he's like a director, maybe. The point is that mm-hmm. they he went is. on their honeymoon to Copenhagen, as well as Norway, a few other places, to the point where BuzzFeed even wrote about it. Lily Collins and Charlie McDowell's Scandinavian honeymoon is full of truly spectacular views. Views. The Daily Mail headline was better. Emily in dot 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 Copenhagen. Copenhagen. Lily Collins enjoys a getaway to idyllic Danish capital with new husband Charlie McDowell. Parentheses. And he can't resist kissing her poster. She's like a... Not her poster. She was on like a Lancome ad or something, you know? Lily Collins and her fiancé, Charlie McDowell, look loved up as they nestle together on a speedboat during romantic Copenhagen getaway. Mm-hmm. I think they just like going to Copenhagen. Therefore, mm-hmm. they went there on their honeymoon and it's now go place. back there every year. And they even wore matching Danish football jerseys while strolling out in none other than Paris. They're none other than Emily en Paris. They love, they love Denmark. Well, what I thought the answer was going to be 
was that she was getting paid by the like stop some tourism board in a Scandinavian that's country, giving you know? a little bit of QAnon brain. But yes, I understand that after doing this podcast for this many years, you would think you your mind would go immediately to she's being paid to versus she just really likes yes. going to Copenhagen. But yeah. also, I think she does spend a lot of time in Paris. So if they are vacationing, why not go somewhere sort of close in Europe? One of those places is Denmark. It does feel like they are. She's very much into um, exploring Scandinavia, which I like because that's a rare. You don't see. You see a lot of Paris. I mean, she's mm-hmm. the number one Paris you, associated with Paris American person right now. She's Amelie en Paris. But you know, it's cool that she. They're they're not actually. That's not her focus, Lily Collins. Yeah, she's British too, right? Isn't Phil Collins British? No, Lily Collins. No, she's she's the most American girly who's ever girlied. Oh no, oh she's my British. God. Is she? <laughs> Oops, she's oh British. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, she's British. You thought she was the most American girl who'd ever girlied, and then no, you she's found quite out she's British. British. Well, I can no. I I briefly I briefly confuse Phil Collins with Billy Joel. <laughs> so, Whoa. Okay. Well, he I know is it's the most. Im- he's very American too. No, he's very British. United. Who? Phil Collins is quite British. I yeah, thought that her dad Billy was Joel. an iconic American musician, not an iconic English musician. Yeah, but, okay, got it. That's fine. Yeah. Genesis, you know? All right. I guess the answer to your question is like not as interesting as you think. Sorry. Yeah. I really wanted it to be interesting. I wanted it to be Spawn, but it's genuine. Who knew? Celebrities yes, can have same. genuine feelings and opinions. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. I'm calling with a mystery. So the long and short of it is, I want to know why Kiernan Shipka is following my city's local meme page. Um, So I live in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, and we have a really good Instagram meme page that someone runs. It's called Yego Death, or like airport code is yeg so it's like ego death whatever um and it makes like hyper local memes about the city of edmonton alberta like if you look at the look at the recent ones on their page they're all about like our roads being icy and our train bridge collapsing or local businesses um and when i look at the mutual followers it's mostly obviously people who live in the same city as me but it's also kiernan shipka Kiernan Shipka does not live in Edmonton, is not from Edmonton. Why is she following a meme page that makes memes specifically about Edmonton, Alberta, Canada? Crunch, crunch. Okay, so why is Kiernan Shipka following a hyper-local Canadian meme page called Yego Death that is based out of Edmonton in Canada? I think everyone knows it is common knowledge that a lot of TV shows film in Canada, but not in Edmonton. So it doesn't that actually is not the answer. Like, I'm not willing to I'm not willing to take the answer that, oh, this uh, Sabrina films in Vancouver. She's filmed in Toronto. She's been to TIFF. That does not make sense because a lot of actors film in Canada, but they don't follow a local specific meme page for Edmonton. Well, that's what's confusing me because Americans love to film in Vancouver. They love to film in Toronto. But like Edmonton, just reminding myself of Canadian geography, Edmonton isn't even close to these places. That's what so I'm saying. So I was saying. sort of like, oh, well, maybe the Chilling Adventures of New Sabrina girlies take a little weekend trip. It's not. I mean, I guess they could fly to Edmonton, but like, it's far. We're like up there. We're, we're talking like alone vibes, you know, like it's it's far away. So I don't know. And what is even more confusing is that I DM'd Kieran and Shipka on, on Instagram and I asked her this question and she didn't respond to me. Why didn't you DM Yego Death? That's a good question, and I could do that. I mean, this just reminds me of what could have happened is something that happened to me is that Amina, our friend Amina, Mm -hmm. one time was showing me that Guinea, where she's from, has their own Shade Room account Mm -hmm. on Instagram. And I was so fascinated by the fact that that the shade room had almost had like multiplied its brand into being about a specific country, you know, like a total, you know, and mm-hmm. did not expect that I followed the shade room Guinea on Instagram. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I've been following it for months now and it pops up and I have no idea what it's talking about. And I love it. It's I'm only like, like 5,000 followers. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like memes that are very specific to that country. And I have no idea what it's talking about. And I just, I'm like, oh, interesting or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like people would maybe see that and say like, why is Lindsay following the shade room? Maybe Kieran and Shipka has a friend who told her about their favorite hyper-local Edmonton Instagram. Like it could just be that simple is what I'm saying. Yeah. I you think know? that's probably a great answer. 
She has a friend from Edmonton. Like, I know it's silly, but I'm just using me as an example. Like, I saw this funny page that, like, I, like, sparked my interest. And I was like, I'm following this. Mm-hmm. I've never been there. I will not name him, but, like, my brother has a friend in Texas who yeah. is by no means a food influencer, but, like, sort of considers himself kind of a food influencer and posts sure. multiple times a day about food oh God. in San yeah. Antonio and Austin. And I followed sure. him. He has, like, no followers. Sure. And it's, like, one of the most delightful Instagrams that I follow. I love his stuff. Sure, but you are from San Antonio. Yeah. Makes a little bit less sense. Like, I could trace that. I would say, like, Bobby's following this random San Antonio page. Maybe he knows from San him. Antonio. Kiernan Shipka, there's no connection. I was also like, does it have a connection to anyone she's dating or friends with or, like, other whatevers? But, like, it is really hard to trace. I did. I looked through all of the followers of Yego Death. I was like, are there any other famous people following it? Kelly Oxford, she is Canadian, so it makes a little more sense. Well, maybe Kiernan Shipka met Kelly Oxford at a party and they were talking about Canada or something. Maybe it came up. Hold on. Does Kelly Oxford follow Kiernan Shipka? Maybe they're friends. Oh, my God. That could be the, that could be the thing. Okay, they both attended Hallie Steinfeld's Harper cover party. They follow each other on Instagram. They've met each other. Maybe Kelly was like, this account's really funny. And Kiernan followed it. Okay, we saw that. We didn't. We literally didn't. Kiernan, respond to my Instagram DM, please, please. I would. I just feel like you didn't. You you Instagram messaged the wrong person to get the answer. I'll add a future, Bobby, if uh, Yego Death responds. Next call. Are Omaha Steaks a who or a them? Tim Tebow lesbian. Omaha Steaks. It's direct to consumer, right? That's what you would call it. You order expensive meat and then they send it to you in the mail it's definitely the themiest of its category mm-hmm. which is what they would say about themselves i'm sure we're the themiest of our category one two three themiest them? of the category <laughs> is what i just said okay themiest of the category i had a friend in college whose grandparents sent her omaha steaks every year for her birthday it was a very strange tradition. And then she'd suddenly have all the steak and then she'd have like steak in her apartment because she suddenly got all these steaks. It's like a good, quote unquote, it's like a gift that like mm-hmm. people try and convince you to give. Yeah. Yeah. Give the gift of meat, frozen <laughs> meat. Okay. Yeah. Omaha steaks, them is another category. I think that's very smart. That's good. Okay. Okay. Right now. Uh, hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Jenny. Uh, we are, um, we're getting drinks. And um, we, we've decided that we would love to hear if you guys could rank um, the most famous buses or just like, you know, just buses in culture from um, who to them. Uh, so the, um, the Chris McCandless, like, Into the Wild bus, um, Willie Nelson's tour bus, uh, the Magic School bus, um, and the bus from Speed. There are plenty of other famous buses, but let's just use the four that this caller said. The Speed Bus, the Magic School Bus, the Into the Wild Bus, which is depressing, and the Willie Nelson Tour Bus. Is the Willie Nelson Tour Bus that iconic? What am I missing there? No, what are these? What is this list? Okay, oh, the bus from Speed, the bus from Into the Wild. That's a little bleak. Sorry. That's really bleak. Willie Nelson's tour bus. Is that an iconic bus? The Magic School Bus. There's got to be more iconic buses than this. I refuse. This is the list? Did you search search most famous bus? I did search most famous buses. I hate this. Bus.com. Wait, I'm crying. Bus.com. Com. Okay, but if you go to bus.com, they have a listicle. 13, I mean, this is really funny. 13 famous, the listicle like truly shook our, gave our society a lobotomy. Like we <sighs> literally will never escape the listicle. 13, bus.com wants you to read 13 famous buses through history. Okay, uh-huh. ready for this? Yeah. Partridge Family Bus. Willie Nelson Tour Bus. The Almost Famous Bus. Ken, Ken Kesey's bus. bus. Don't know what that is. The Bus from Speed. Into the Wild Bus. Okay, this person clearly looked up bus, famous buses. The Magic School Bus. Rosa Parks Bus. Interesting. The Freedom Riders Bus. Campaign Bus. Like a normal just, campaign bus. You can't just say generic campaign bus. That's not fair. That doesn't London's Double Decker Bus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, this list is honestly too chaotic to it's even rank, It's out of control. Though. 
I'm not ranking the Into the Wild bus and Rosa Parks bus. I'm, I can't. I can't. I cannot. No, that's so disrespectful. Yeah. Also, like, London's double-decker buses, that's so broad. It's like a type of bus shouldn't be confused with a specific bus, as in the bus on speed. And isn't the magic school bus just a school bus well, that shrinks down the size of your body and go into your body and become a blood cell? It sort of anthropomorphized. It's got, like, a little face, you know, like when Does she's, it? like, seatbelts everyone. It sort of comes Does alive. It? Yes. And I don't even want to describe the Into the Wild bus. I don't want to go there. It's so sad. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Sorry. So we're not going to rank them? Clap. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't. You refuse? Okay, so we refuse to rate the buses and culture. We just went over exactly why. You want to, okay, you want to rank them now after no, saying I don't. it's disrespectful? No, I don't. I don't. I don't. Okay. I don't. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Uh, long time, medium time. I'm having a debate with my boyfriend about whether Jim Cramer is a who or a them. Uh, please discuss. Crunch, crunch. Mad money, Jim Cramer, he's like, ah, mad money, the money, invest, deny, uh, sell, 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 buy, 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 right? That's him, right? Yeah, buy, buy, buy. He's, oh, he's a them. He, I, one, two, three, them. Them. I think that Everyone he knows was, who he is. He was such a funny part of culture where, like, everyone both made fun of him because he was such a specific personality type, like, yeah. constantly screaming about money. Screaming. But, People, people were like, this guy's a scam artist. Don't listen to him. But I think a lot of people did listen to him. He was an aspirational figure, but then he was also like a reviled figure at the same time. I think he occupies a pretty funny little spot in mid-aughts culture, maybe just aughts culture. But yeah, he's a them. I think he's a them. Like every sitcom at the time made fun of him. And maybe that's my age talking, but like he was such a joke for so long that I think he reverberates. Um, he's probably a who. God, no, he's a who. I'm sorry, no! that's so stupid. Jim no! Cramer's a who. He's a them. Why did you just do really? that? You just talked to yourself. What do you think? <sighs> yes. Why did you just you you I what was that? How about this? You were like, Demi's talk category. Talk I don't talk for two seconds and you're like, oh God, oh God. Demi's of his category. Can I say that? No, you can't steal my you can't you can't reapply my Omaha Steaks category <sighs> for him. Okay, then he's a I them. He's and- a them. He's a them. Okay, fine. Jim Cramer. Okay, and we're done. Oh, ending on Jim Cramer. How miserable. Thank you for listening to <laughs> another episode of... school buses. Better than the bus. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Who's There, our weekly call-in show. Keep calling in at 619-WHO-THEN-BELIEVE questions, comments, and concerns for our Friday show. Support us on Patreon.com slash Weekly for bonus episodes, commentary tracks, a Discord server. We just released a gift guide, Crunch Crunch newsletter. There's all kinds of stuff happening on the Patreon. We're going to do some more live stuff now that we're not doing a live show on Spotify anymore. You know, just TBD. You never know what you're going to find on the Patreon. You can also get the audio only within the Apple Podcasts app if you click subscribe. Thank you to Katie and Eric of the Who's for providing our read a theme song on Tuesdays. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant, for researching and editorializing. We'll see you on Tuesday. Have a great weekend, everyone. Bye. Have a great weekend, everyone. Bye. I will still argue building a PC is not that hard, but, oh, you know. <laughs> Wait, have you built a PC? I've supervised. Hi, Who Weekly. I'm calling you sitting in my car right after going to a doctor's appointment with a breast surgeon about having a mass in my breast removed. And I just needed to say I was sitting in the waiting room almost crying laughing because all I could think about was (laughs) the episode about a month ago when Lindsay was doing fill in the blank and like naming like different words for boobs and Bobby put like the buzzer noises between them and you were like busty buxom buxom big boobs boobies breasts (laughs) anything but blonde boobies like that's the only thing that was going through my mind so I just had to call and say Thank you for making a scary appointment feel less scary because all I could think of was you saying boobs a million different ways. Um, but yeah, surgery's January 3rd. Me and Greece, crunch, crunch, live in La Vida laptop. Hey, BLT. So my husband just told me how he really liked the new movie with Lindsay Lohan and then Chase Overcraft. <laughs> I lost my mind because he did mean, oh my God, what is his name? Court Overstreet? <laughs> And the reason why he thought his name was Overcraft is because he's listened to your podcast and he thinks that he does witchcraft. (laughs) The cup of life.
Hi, Bobby Lindsay. I tried to think of something things to call in about, and I really can't, but I just need Ashley Tisdale to become a sign-up. So, love you guys. Crunch, crunch. Ashley Tisdale. I was just scrolling TikTok, and I got a TikTok from Dorit from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And I know you guys don't really talk about them, but she was using a sped-up version of Who's That Girl? And it took me, like, 30 seconds to be – I was like – where do I know this from? I know it's like the theme song for something. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I know where I know it from. <laughs> crunch, crunch. Bye. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. Um, I just had to pause the pod because you were talking about Tony Collette's mother's tragic divorce. And you were describing her Instagram post. Now, I don't follow Tony. I should. Um, but I knew as soon as you said that she posted a photo of what looks like an airport with a flower arrangement that said peace and love without even having to look at the photo, I know that it is the Miami International Airport, one of the worst airports in the contiguous U.S. Um, so I wanted to do a live pull-up of Tony's um, IG to see if I'm right. So here I am. Typing in Tony underscore Colette official. Scrolling. Oh, baby. That's Miami International Airport. Okay, well, I would literally rather die than have you rank airports from who to them, so I'll end this here. Me in my car at the dry cleaner. Jessica Chastain says she ate banana peels as a kid so people would notice her. Crunch, crunch.